What's up, sports fans, and welcome to an all-new episode of Football Fanatics here on Final Timeout Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Forbes Crowley, joined, as always, by my co-host, Fernando Doctors. Here on this 16th episode of Football Fanatics, we are going to be breaking down Week 3 and looking ahead to some pretty exciting games uh, coming up in Week 4. Now, the conclusion of Week 3, we end up with two undefeated teams left in the form of Philadelphia Eagles and the Miami Dolphins. Nando, which team do you think has the best uh, chance of staying undefeated? Um, and which team uh, is just the more complete team overall? Interesting question, but honestly, I think I'm going to go without hesitation to answer both of those questions with the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, this team is legit. I think Jalen Hurts is looking as good as ever before. You can really see that he's been progressing year year in, year out. Um, and also, to be fair to them, I think their schedule is just easier. Um, looking down the line for this um, for this squad, their next game this this weekend is against the Jaguars, which I'm sure will be a reawakening for the Jaguars. They are not the best team in that division by any means, but you know what? They've put up a couple or a few, sorry, you know, clutch performances, including you know silencing the Chargers last weekend. Um, so for me, I don't really see this squad being challenged until maybe against Indianapolis or Green Bay. Um, I think that they're going to have no issue with the Cardinals the way that they've been looking, um, to say the least. And I think the Dolphins can't really look ahead. I mean, they have, they're on short week and they're playing, you know, tonight against the Cincinnati Bengals who are a team that, you know, have a lot left to prove. Um, you know, Cincinnati Bengals are one and two right now, definitely underperforming. Um, you know, last week we addressed a lot of the issues concerning their offensive line and their ability, you know, to, to match, um, their offensive, um, production of last season. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm sure, you know, no better time to, to get that going Thursday night, you know, prime time, if you will, at home against the undefeated. Miami Dolphins. I know there's this whole narrative that Mike McDaniel is, you know, his, his little guru, um, you know, potentially, you know, supposed to be the second guru there in, you know, the AFC East division. But, you know, I think that Tua will will definitely get exposed um, at some point. And needless to say, like, um, you know, not to, to go on to a separate topic, but I mean, like, is this dude gonna gonna be you know is he 100 percent? you know we saw saw him wobbling yeah can um, you remember his plays and stuff like, yeah they... it's is, is he gonna <laughs> did he truly pass concussion protocol i don't know uh that being said they are a top five passing offense um in the game right now you know with weapons and jalen waddle um and tyree kill obviously i can't wait to see that you know eli apple matchup i'm <laughs> sure he's gonna shred him but that being said, I think this is going to be a tough battle against the Bengals, who definitely, of all teams, shouldn't be overlooked, even though they're at a one and two record. What do you think? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I I think I definitely agree in terms of um, who stays undefeated longer and who's the most complete team. Um, purely from a scheduling standpoint, yeah, the Eagles are definitely going to stay undefeated um, longer. Yeah, like you mentioned, they're facing a surging Jaguars team, but. Um, you know, they're the Jaguars are trying to prove that um, that they're an actual contender. I don't think that that's you know really the case. I think Doug Peterson's going to have a tough time trying to take down his former team. Um, 
So a win this week then means facing a struggling Arizona Cardinal team without, um, still without DeAndre Hopkins uh, and struggling to fill, you know, live up to its expectations. Um, then, you know, Jalen Hurts and their offense will have a good test facing the Cowboys defense for the first time uh, this season. So that, you know, that's definitely going to be their biggest test. Um, and, you know, it remains to be seen whether Dak will be playing in that week six matchup. But, um, you know, coming out of that, then week seven, they have their bye. Um, and the last, you know, I think they have a, a pretty good chance of winning the last uh, eight and maybe the last 11 games. Um, I think the hardest game comes in, in week 12 against the Packers. Um, it's a home game, which is huge, but obviously it's a tall order for to beat the Packers. Um that you know they might be regaining some receivers in the form of Sammy Watkins, um, maybe Lazard plays up to potential. We'll see. But um, then you know Dallas uh, week 16 um, is going to be tough uh, because you know Dak could be back. It could be a defense that's looking um, and feeling as good as ever. But you know other than that, the Eagles could certainly run the table coming out of their bye in week seven. Um, there's always a danger of a trap game. You know, kind of toss an extra potential loss out there for them, you know, in the form of maybe Indianapolis, Tennessee, or New Orleans teams that kind of go hot and cold pretty quickly and, um, totally have a chance. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, other side of it, looking at the Dolphins' schedule, they really have to go through the ringer the rest of the season. Um, you know, they started the season off, uh, divisional game opening at home against the Patriots. Uh, then they had to go into Baltimore, play the Ravens, then home uh, against Buffalo. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, this short week that they have to uh, play in against the AFC uh, champion Cincinnati Bengals on top of the fact that um, Tua has a, a questionable back and ankle injury. Um, just so that was clear, those air quotes going around that one because if there's ever been more clear concussion symptoms... I don't know what they are. Like, they getting up like that and just wobbling like that, that's not an ankle and back injury. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, the NFL is investigating that, so we'll hear. But, um, you know, after, if they get this win over Cincy after that, you know, they have a couple of easy games in, ter- in the form of Jets, um, Lions, and, and Bears, uh, but they still have to, play you know a talented minnesota offense a pittsburgh defense that um you know obviously is very solid even without um tj watt um and then cleveland still without deshaun watson so you know if they get through cincy they have a good chance of you know going undefeated potentially through their bye um but you know then coming week 12 patty cake came against the the houston texans then they got to face uh, San Francisco in San Fran, that, you know, phenomenal defense. And then they have to go um, against the Chargers in L.A., against Buffalo in Buffalo, uh, home against the Packers, um, away at uh, New England against the Patriots before they finally end the season um, against the Jets. So, you know, yeah, part of it's just due to the fact that they um, are in the AFC East, which in my opinion is, what is I think, probably the most competitive division um, in the league. Um, no way. Yeah, I mean, this season it's showing so far. The AFC East? Yeah. Interesting. We can, okay, okay, we can debate that in a second, but 
I will uh, just just let me finish here. I think the AFC West might be more. Okay, we all right. I well, I have I have a rebuttal for that, so we can we can keep talking about that. But you know, um, it's still uh, a AFC East division that has the Buffalo Bills, the preseason uh, Super Bowl favorites, um, the New England Patriots, who. Um, you know, struggled or are struggling early, but um, always give divisional rivals a tough time. And then obviously the Jets. But um, I do think that, yeah, the Eagles, a more complete team. Um, that offensive line is protecting Jalen Hurts well. Um, the same cannot be said for the Dolphins offensive line. Um, and in addition, that Dolphins, um, those Dolphins DBs can get torched sometimes. Um, so, Miami is looking good, um, but they, in my opinion, I, I see their undefeated season ending tonight um, against Cincinnati. Um, but, you know, I, they're still both obviously extremely talented teams that I have no doubt will make the playoffs. Now, we're talking about most competitive division. Competitive. Not most talented, not, like, not anything like that. I think the most competitive team into the in the NFL right now the AFC East one of two uh undefeated teams the other division with an undefeated team is the NFC East with absolute dog water Washington Commanders New York Giants um and Dallas Cowboys and then you have Buffalo Bills like I said uh preseason Super Bowl favorites um looking to be extremely dominant starting the season you got the Pats who have made the playoffs in what is it, uh, 20 of the past 22 years? Um, and then, obviously, the Jets. But then, it, you know, you said AFC West. Yeah, I mean, you have the Chargers, obviously, who I picked to be uh, to win that division. Who are one and two. Mm-hmm. But, like, you also then, I mean, you want to, like, look at the Raiders. You have an 0-3 team. I don't know how you have an 0-3 team in the, Jets one of the most competitive... Ca- the Jets will catch up to the Raiders in no time. We'll see. I mean, I have the Raiders staying exactly where they are at the finish of the season, and that is last in the division. I mean, they'll be lucky if they beat Denver this week. Uh, no, they could easily come in last, but I think that the other three teams are definitely more competitive than the combination. Because really what it comes down to the AFC East, it's just the Dolphins and the Bills. Depending on how we, depending on how long Mac is out, uh, plays a massive factor. But if he misses like at least two weeks, those could easily both be L's. And we're talking about us and the Jets. The Jets are not. I mean, we haven't even seen Zach Wilson yet. You think Zach Wilson's gonna turn the table? Like we we don't know. The same the same way that you were hesitant about Trey Lance. We, we just don't know. And if history says anything, it's definitely gonna be a no. <laughs> if it, we're talking about the Jets here. But, I mean, yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying in some regard. But I have a question for you, Forbes. Um, two questions. First, um, is there any chance that you think the Dolphins can end up with a record better than that of the Bills? And secondly, I'm going to flip it with the Eagles and the Bucks. Do you think that there's a chance that either the Dolphins or the Eagles turn out to be the number one overall seed in their conference? Oof. Um, I mean, those are definitely pretty good questions for sure. Um, 
Yeah, obviously I've mentioned, I think this is probably the third time I've mentioned that Bill's preseason Super Bowl favorites, <laughs> but um, they still have a brutal um, rest of the season to go to. Obviously this week um, they're playing Baltimore um, away, um, and then they have to play Pittsburgh, which, you know, not super scary with that offense, but that defense is still, even without T.J. Watt, solid. Um, they have to play Kansas City, in Kansas City, Green Bay, um, and then, you know, they have some fairly easy games um, until the end of the season. But I honestly, I think it's low, low chance that, that the Dolphins um, really have a better record than the Bills. Um, you know, mentioning all those games, except especially the gauntlet of four straight games, including, like I said, L.A. Um, Chargers, Buffalo Bills, Green Bay Packers, New England Patriots. Like they like they'll be lucky if they get two of four there. Um, and, you know, I don't see the Bills losing more than maybe one or two more games um, the rest of the season. You know, obviously that depends on how Cincinnati is going to be playing in the latter half of the season um, when they the Bills play them in, in Week 17. But, um, you know, the Bills had more clock mismanagement problems um, that I think led to their... Uh, that loss than, than really Miami outplaying them. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to NFC, um, looking at the Eagles over the Bucks, um, you know, I will say that the Bucks, the Bucks have to figure some things out. Obviously getting Mike Evans back from, um, the suspension is, is huge. I know you're happy for having him back on your fantasy team as well. Um, a, you know, Chris Godwin, I mean, he's been, hasn't he been, you know, a game time decision or, or questionable for every game. And he's been held out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Julio old man, Julio who played in week one and hasn't been seen since. So um, their offense needs to figure things out. Their defense obviously is solid, um, but their offense needs some work. And yeah, this, this Eagles defense looks, or sorry, this Eagles team overall looks complete, you know, um, defensively, they have a solid, solid front supported by, uh, really a pretty shut down um, secondary and then yeah offensively um, I mean the combination of Jalen Hurts um, Devontae Smith AJ Brown um, Dallas Goddard I mean they're impressing me for sure um, and yeah I definitely see them winning over uh, a Jaguars team that I, I it's nice to see do well but um, is definitely not a a true contender. Um, so I think the Eagles do actually have a chance. They have a shot, um, especially because uh, the Bucks' strength of schedule is one of the hardest in the NFL, um, and the Eagles play in the NFC East. Um, but, you know, it definitely it's going to come down to the Bucks figuring out their offense um, and the Eagles being able to maintain this pretty stellar level of play. Totally. Um, but... Moving on to, you know, we had a couple surprise teams that, you know, I've mentioned, obviously, um, the Jags a couple times, the Lions and Browns, I'd say, through three weeks have all uh, impressed. Um, which of those three do you think any are real contenders or have a... Um, which teams? Jaguars, Lions, and Browns, which are for real and which aren't? Oof. That's a good one. Um, so I hear a couple notes. I feel like Lions 
Um, Lions offense is legit for sure. They got mm-hmm. something going. Jared Goff is finding his groove. Um, we already know what Amon Ross St. Brown's yeah. capable of doing. He's an electric player on top of, obviously, you know, DeAndre Swift and the resurgence of Jamal Williams. I almost said Adams. Um, <laughs> there. Um, that being said, their defense just bleeds yardage. Yeah, there's no, yeah. there's just no way to, unfortunately, um, they're, I'm, they're not going to make it, unfortunately. It's a tough division, and if you're just bleeding points and yards like that, it, you're just not going to win games, especially if you're relying on Jared Goff, who, though, has definitely, to his credit, um, impressed thus far. Uh, moving on to um, the Vikings. I feel like the Vikings kind of um, definitely hit, like, a little bit of, like, a a test right now. They're they're 2-1. and one. They obviously had that big, um, crazy win against the Packers week one. Yeah. Um, to keep the tradition of the Packers choking week one, <laughs> to say the least. And they had that shock loss to the Eagles where they absolutely just got silenced. Yeah. And then, you know, won that very close game against the Lions this past week. But you know what? I think that this Vikings team's got it for sure. Um, looking at their high-powered offense it's how much can we get Justin Jefferson Dalvin Cook the ball right these are the playmakers of the squad Adam Thielen who's been a reliable target in the red zone like can we get these guys going especially emphasis on JJ that dude is a baller yeah one of the best in the league for sure and his production the last two games after a monster week one have been pretty mundane to say the least um you know Dalvin Cook is struggling a bit here with um, a shoulder injury. Hopefully he can step in. But, you know, Alexander Madison has also proven that he's... He probably shouldn't be a backup, honestly, in this league. Some teams could definitely benefit from having him as a starter. Um, Which, you know, moves us on to the Cleveland Browns, the last team you mentioned, who have a dynamic, to say the least, uh, duo, uh, one-two punch of running backs in, obviously, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Mm -hmm who definitely need to be utilized more on the field at the same time, in my opinion. No, it's not just because Kareem Hunt's on my fantasy team (laughs) and he spends a lot of time on the sidelines. It's because I genuinely believe this guy is so dangerous. Like, if you just look at his statistics in general, he is always, like, always at least four and a half yards a carry. Like, this guy, is when he's in, he's always contributing, just as Nick Chubb is. It's honestly difficult... To, to have one on the bench, especially you know, accepting the fact that you don't have, you don't have enough firepower, po- firepower. Sorry, <laughs> outside of you know Amari Cooper, who they acquired from Dallas, yeah. um, and David Njoku, who's you know pulled up clutch last game. Went off. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett's holding his own, but mm-hmm. I definitely rate this two combo higher than any two running backs on the same team in the league right now. I think that if they get more of this, you know two running back set that, you know, Matt LaFleur has going on with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones um, in the in Green Bay, they will find a lot more success. But that being said, Forbes, I do I do have some faith in the Browns, but you have to keep in mind that they're going they're going against the Ravens, who are the most electric team in the game right now. Lamar Jackson's silencing all the haters. This dude is this dude is goaded and in my opinion should be is he leading the MVP race right now? If not, he's got to be. He's got to be, and I think that. And he was. If you go back in time, he. I did mention 
that he would have been a he would have been a decent pick for MVP, a little long shot. But you know what? This dude deserves his money, um, and I just find it difficult, especially looking down the schedule here for the Browns. I mean, you're talking about they've got the Falcons, sure, like a game that they could lose, but yeah. a game a game that they could definitely also go away with. But then they're hosting LA Chargers, hosting the Pats, away at Baltimore, hosting the Bengals, away against Miami away against the Bills and hosting the Bucks. It's like, that's a tough stretch. Yeah. And you're going to tell me Jacoby Brissett's going to, is going to like take on freaking Herbert, uh, Lamar, Joe Burrow. I mean, Tua, whatever, but you know, the Dolphins <laughs> are definitely performing. Yeah. But then Josh Allen and then Tom Brady, like these are tough games. Just like that, you know, they could, they could be, you know, praying that they had Deshaun Watson right about now, you know, in five weeks or so. Um, but I, I am definitely impressed with this Browns team. I think they've exceeded my expectations, at least for the start. But it is early, and they also have played three pretty meager teams in the Panthers, Jets, who they lost in a crazy game to, and, of course, the Steelers, who they beat on Thursday Night Football. But what are your immediate thoughts, Forbes? Who, who's the team that, that could surprise some people? Honestly, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know, I think that... They obviously started off the season um, with a tough loss to the Commanders in a game that I think they were still, like, you know, obviously first game under Doug Peterson. I think they were really, you know, just trying to get everything together and, and get everybody on the field playing full speed, full contact, everything like that for the first time. So that more feels like a growing game um, for me than anything. And then, you know, they went out and bageled the Colts 24-0. Which was um, crazy. Yeah, after which uh, they came back the next week and beat uh, the Chargers 30, uh, 38 to 10 um, in an insane game. I mean, Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence threw for over 250 yards. Um, you know, they had a 100 plus yard rusher. So um, I think that this Jacksonville Jaguars team is going to sur surprise some people. I don't think that at the end of the day they will truly compete. Um, for their divisional title, but you know, I mean, they're in a good spot. They're standing atop two and one um, above, uh, right now, ahead of the uh, one one and one Colts. Um, but you know, this game against the Eagles is going to be an interesting test for them. Um, they still have some tough games against the likes of um, Denver. We'll see Vegas again. We'll see, but then you know, Kansas City, Baltimore, um, Dallas. Um, and then obviously, you know, they have their divisional games, but, um, they're a team that clearly is not the, um, the Jaguars that had, uh, two consecutive number one overall picks, you know, mm -hmm. they, um, they have clearly improved their, uh, Georgia defensive picks are stars. The, they're, they built their offensive line, I think well in the off season, uh, and obviously added offensive weapons for, um, um, Trevor Lawrence. Wow, that I can't believe that took me that long for a sec. But you know what the funniest thing for before I steal your or not steal your thunder. Sorry, it's that like I feel like people forgot who Trevor Lawrence is for a second. It's like this dude was the number one overall pick. You yeah. know, it's not the craziest thing to see such an up and coming you know Jaguars offense. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good point. Uh, I think after suffering through last year, they um, people yeah people definitely had a more of a tendency to to drag on him and stuff you know he didn't have the season that a number one overall pick 
um, is expected to have, but he didn't have the support or clearly the coaching staff when he had Urban uh, <laughs> as his coach or anything. So um, clearly showing a lot of growth coming into his sophomore season. Um, I think that the, the Jags have a good chance to win this division. You know, they, uh, they can. Um, I don't think they will. I think that they're still going to have some growing pains. Um, but this is a, a Jaguars team that has impressed so far. I think they'll continue to exceed expectations, but, you know, marginally exceed expectations. Nothing, totally. nothing, nothing crazy. Um, well, Forbes, let me ask you one question. Would you say... This, this division's got to be the worst one in the league right now, at least. With how the Eagles are playing, there's there's no yeah. standout yeah. team. This might have to be. Or this might be the most competitive in its own right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, within themselves, yeah, they're, they're the most competitive uh, division just uh, just within, you know, the, the AFC South. But, yeah, I would say right now uh, they have taken the uh, NFC East's crown of worst division um, and because, yeah, they have just uh, the Texans are disgusting, disgustingly bad. Dis- <laughs> to clarify, um, the Titans streaky and disappointing, and the Colts just disappointing. Actually, no, streaky and disappointing there too. After last week's win over, you know, the Chiefs, it's just like pick something: be good, be terrible, be mediocre. But like, don't just be like, all right, this week I'm gonna play like. A potential MVP next week. I'm gonna act like I was a third string in a D2 college. You know, like it's. So that's that's the thing with the that really is the thing with this uh, Tennessee team. Like, do you think if they, what do you think the difference is if you just take out Ryan Tannehill? You know, like how much better? I feel like there's definitely room for improvement. I mean, I was lauding this team well ahead of the season. You know, mm-hmm. well well ahead of the start. Um, and you know, a pretty good defense, they're definitely a top defense in their own right, but they absolutely got destroyed by the Bills, which, I mean, I guess the first team to really, you know, calm down the Bills were the Dolphins this past weekend, you know, you know, they only gave up, what, 17 or so, as opposed to the Rams and obviously the Titans that just got destroyed. Yeah. Um, that being said, I mean, like... They just gotta feed Derrick Henry, right? It's just not that. It can't be that difficult. At the very end, you gotta try and give this guy twenty touches or so. And you saw him. You saw an improvement in the past game with him. I mean, this guy can definitely block, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Um, at least better than your average back. Um, so it really is. Maybe a, a change at QB might be the solution for them. Um, you know, some. It is true. Sometimes it takes defenses. You know, a little bit longer in the season. Maybe around like week eight, week seven, you really you really see who are the true um, lockdown defenses because you know it has been a small sample size at the very end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's just been those first three games against you know some pretty damn good teams. Um, but I I really do hope that the Titans improve. They're one team where it's like ah I see a ta- a tangible change there. Um, but Forbes, do you mind if we talk about the Broncos for a second? Because I feel like I have a, a decent amount to say, and I know you do as well. Oh. We'll but, get there in a sec. Let me. I'll go. Let me say a couple things on on the Browns quickly first. Oh um, my bad. You know, I I think as in terms of real or not. Um, honestly, I'm going with real for the Browns. Um, just based off, you know, obviously you said three weeks, small sample size, but it's a sample size in which they've you know 
won close games where maybe they shouldn't have. Um, you know, the Carolina game should not have been close. They lost a game to the Jets that, dear God, they shouldn't have lost. Um, but, you know, then they beat Pittsburgh Thursday night, again, primetime kind of. Um, and that's all with Jacoby Brissett, um, you know, under center. So I think that their defense is solid. Um, you know, obviously the last three minutes of the Jets, Jets game um, is not a good representation of them. But, you know against um, some solid Pittsburgh um, receivers and, you know, Trubisky wasn't playing terrible. So, um, you know, I think this, this Browns team has the opportunity to be real, but um, I, you know, I, I do think that the, the magic might run out at some point. People might figure out, all right, this is what kind of Brissett's been doing to, um, you know, really work. Um, obviously, Cooper had a... Um, probably his best game as a, as a Brown so far um, the past Thursday. David Njoku was, was going off. But, um, you know, they have the opportunity to do well. Um, great offensive mind doing a lot with um, Jacoby Brissett to keep it kind of fresh. But, you know, it's, um, it's a team that has an uphill battle um, before they uh, regain their massage maniac there. Um, but... <laughs> You know, let's yeah, let's let's go to the the Broncos. Um, Are I you would taking say, credit for that nickname, by the way? Is the, or have you heard that one? Somewhere? Oh, I I swear I that was top of the head, off the cuff. Swear. Oh, nice. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, to the Broncos. I mean, first of all, I don't understand how this team uh, is two and one. Um, you know, starting off lost to Seattle, terrible. Terrible, terrible. I don't, I don't think we can speak more on that, otherwise we wouldn't stop. Yeah. Um, Houston, they just looked terrible. Like, yeah, again, terrible. Their offense looked looked so bad, and their, you know, defense held Houston to nine points, but that was Houston offense, so it's like, whatever. Um, and then they went out on, what was that, Sunday Night Football um, against San Fran and produced one of the worst Sunday Night Football games I've seen in a long time. Oh my god. A exciting 11-10 to 10, uh, game. I honestly thought um, that we were going to have a repeat this Monday night with that Giants-Cowboys uh, game. But Which we nearly did. We Yeah, it got a little exciting. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the kickers got a little bit more included yeah. into the game. It wasn't just a punt off. <laughs> but, you know, I they're somehow 2-1 and one while whilst their offense is being one of the most disappointing that we've seen so far. You know, we all expected um, this Broncos offense to, in mile high to be an absolute air attack now that they got Russell Wilson instead of Drew Locke. And Drew Locke could probably be 2-1 right now, you know? Like, it's he could probably, he probably would have beat Seattle. You <laughs> would have. Um, probably would have beat Houston. Cause the Texans wouldn't. stink. Um, and, you know, 49ers, that was going to be a tough game no matter what. That Niners defense is solid. But, um, you know, I think that the Broncos are about to have a, a tough three-game stretch at Vegas, home against uh, Indy in a short week on Thursday, um, and then a Monday night game in L.A. Uh, against uh, the Chargers. You know, I didn't think – I thought this team was going to be better, but after seeing the brutal – I mean, 
and I'm not just saying this because I have Judy on my fantasy team, but um, he's just, Russell Wilson is just missing easy passes, and he's just, I don't know, he just doesn't seem like the same guy, and it's definitely concerning. So, um, you know, they're probably, I'm not, okay, I was going to say they're the worst 2-1 and one, uh, team out there, but then I realized they've, you know, we have the likes of the Giants, the Bears, um, <laughs> and a couple other teams that, um, you could argue are, are trash as well, but um, you know they are. I would say a fraud of a two-one record, and I think that yeah, they have a lot of growing pains to figure out if they want to try and stay atop um, that AFC West division. Because yeah, I mean maybe it's the most competitive division in the uh, in the league. That's you know uh, still up for debate, but I will I will say it's top two. Totally. Uh, what What are your thoughts on the on the Broncos? On the Broncos, Forbes. I don't know where to begin, <laughs> um, but I guess I'm gonna have to with the fact that it was good to see a game where I I wasn't you know one of my biggest takeaways wasn't why didn't they call timeouts properly yeah. or in a timely fashion. So I'm glad it took to week three to get to that point. Um, but yet again, it was like. Russ, man, like, dude, how is this guy, like, I just don't understand how that even happens in this league, like, like, why, why is Lamar not getting paid, and this guy's getting paid, like, 50 million a year, yeah, um, like, massive contract, massive, massive contract, um, to perform the way he's performing, and I'm just gonna follow that up with, they either run the ball, or he just checks it down to Javante, or Melvin Gordon, and just or just is out here just like not on the same page with his receivers slash just not just not hitting it like we're talking about third and short you know judy's running a nice little slant to the outside obviously wide open like i don't want to throw this but like you know i feel like it's very necessary i feel like if i was out there i would have definitely found him and i would maybe not like rifled it in there you know a little sidearm like mahomes but it would have got there and he would have caught it you know and it would have been a first down like i don't understand how he's, you know, like, he's just, like, throwing it behind guys. And it's like, dude, like, what happened? You know, in was it, like, a similar experience with uh, Aaron Rodgers, but instead of getting better, you just got infinitely worse? Like, what happened to this guy? It's actually crazy. And then you throw on guys like Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy that are out here just, like, everything's a mismatch. Like, Corlin Sutton is massive dude, 6'4", really built, and Jerry Judy is one of the in my opinion, just, w- just watching football, it's like this guy can, this guy gets it's like honestly like two yards of separation. Like on pr- route running is so clean. It's elite. It's clean. Like maybe yeah, you can make the argument that he should catch the ball a little bit more. But like sometimes <laughs> it's like bro, like it's just it's un- you know what it is, Forbes. It's an unfortunate combination where it's like maybe the elite of the elite guys, you know, with unreal hands. It's like all right, they'll make those catches, but it's like dude, like don't throw it like that. And it's just like, you're, they're just off rhythm, bro. Just, But it is really on Russ, um, you have yeah, to say. It. And, and this is going to be, and this is going to be a test, Forbes. Um, you know, they're playing a struggling Raiders team away. I think that they have to win this. I, I mean, and the Raiders are going to come out firing. So, you know, Russell Wilson is going to have to be ready to compete. His defense has been holding it down. Nick Chubb has been, Nick Chubb, what's his name? Chubb. Sorry, Bradley Chubb, but Forbes, we're talking about look look at the, the sh- on the sheer amount of points this squad has put up over these first three weeks. It's just baffling. 
talking about 16, 16 again, and then 11, and coming out 2-1. and one. That's not like a pat yourself on the back situation, at least if you're the offense. If you're the defense, you're like, yo, we've done our freaking job. Yeah. Safety to win it, like that's on us, you know? Slash pick six, however you want to read it. Um, they di- They really have been clutching it, and that's the... That's honestly a massive surprise to me. They've really been holding it down in what, in my eyes, is obviously the most competitive division. I mean, in terms of, like, you have no idea who's going to finish out on top. Like, the Chiefs, yeah. for sure, are probably your front runner at the moment. But, like, granted, you know, the Nick Bosa injury and, obviously, Justin Herbert, you know, the fracture, fractured ribs um, amongst just, a, you know, a pretty, you know, banged-up squad. Um, but, you know, the Chiefs could easily find themselves 2-2. Two and two. You know, they have a matchup that may or may not be at Tampa um yeah do the hurricane but either way they're playing against Tampa not at Arrowhead um which you know is their little their sanctity they're they're it's tough to play there no doubt but they're not there and this has got to be a game that the Broncos come out on top and it hopefully for them it's their first day of their offense truly um clicking on all cylinders yeah yeah no I hear that they need to actually get it together and Again, I know we're not just saying that as owners of Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, but all right, this but last keep that in mind. yeah, that's you know may flavor our opinions just slightly. But last thing we'll do uh, is go through one game each time slot um, and just who you who you got and one quick reason on why. So start Thursday night football, Dolphins Bengals. Who you got? One reason why? Bengals. Um, and I think it's going to be their offense. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily bank on the Bengals' defense uh, to pull it for them. I think this is a good little, you know, home game for them to start clicking. I think that Joe Burrow is going to throw for over 300, and they're going to, you know, Joe Mixon at least is going to pick it up a bit. You know, increase that three yards per carry that he's got right now. The offensive line is going to step up huge for them, and they're going to overpower the three and Dolphins. I, I'm also going with Bengals, um, and I'm going with the uh, Bengals secondary this time, actually. And because I think that they've heard what people have been saying about them, how they've been struggling, they've you know been part of the reason why this Bengals team is one and two. And I think that they're going to you know do some damage um, on that uh, Dolphins offense. I think that the defensive scheme is going to be big, and, and I think it's going to be confusing for um, Tua. This is the first time I think we're going to see that. Dolphins offense kind of struggle um, so definitely going with Bengals um, then waking up early 9.30 in the morning Vikings Saints uh, you know this one I gotta go with the Vikings um, JJ solid just insane receiver um, along with Adam Thielen but then you know you look at the Saints Jameis is hurt um, you know, I think Michael Thomas is, is also missed uh, practicing as well today they had to travel to London um, traveling while injured. I think uh, Jameis has some fractured ribs, so traveling with fractured ribs, that's got to be pretty brutal. So I think you got to go with the Vikings on this one. What about you, Nando? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I, I think I'm going to rock with the Vikings as well. I think their offense is going to click a little bit, as, again, the reasoning I put for the Bengals. I'm going to double it down with the Vikings here. I think they were, you know, quite slow these past two games. You know, they barely caught up with the Lions. Um, but you know what? I think that this, if this game were in New Orleans, it'd be a tough one for them. That being said, it is in London, like you said, um, and I'm going to go with the Vikings. Fair call. Moving to uh, the 1 p.m. slot, we got an insane AFC matchup. 
Bills Ravens could definitely be a AFC Championship matchup. Who do you got? Oof, this one's a tough one. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say the Bills, um, because the Bills are not the kind of team to lose two in a row. Um, the regular is, <clears throat> excuse me, in the regular season, they have that kind of grit. They have that kind of quality on both sides of the ball. I think this is definitely a bounce back game for them. I think the Ravens are unbelievable on offense, and Lamar with ten passing touchdowns. You see what he can do, keeping the football and running. But you know what? I think it's going to be. I think their secondary is just not going to be able to um, hold down the Bills. I just see them tearing them apart, unfortunately. And you know, football at its simplest form is pretty simple. You know, you got to score more times than the other team, have more points to win. And I just see them scoring more times than the Ravens are, especially against an unbelievable defense. They will definitely stop them more than the Ravens D can stop Josh Allen. What's your pick? First, eloquently put um, there at the end. Um, you know, I this is the first time I'm going to disagree with you. I got the Ravens in this one. Wow. Um, you know, I yeah, we've been talking about the the Bills D a lot, um, what they did to the Super Bowl champ um, Rams in Week One. But um, what Lamar is doing right now is special, and I think that um, if it does get figured out this season, it's not going to have been figured out by Week Four. I think that they're going to do some things to the Bills' defense that um, are going to be confusing. And then, you know, on the other side of it, obviously Josh Allen's, I think, still going to go off on this Ravens' defense that struggled um, two weeks ago um, against the uh, sorry against the Dolphins. So I'm going to go with the Ravens this week. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, definitely a shootout, um, but definitely going to be an exciting one. Um, then we got our afternoon slot. A team we uh, brushed on a little bit earlier, uh, Broncos Raiders. Who do you think? <laughs> yeah, just brushed. Um, whew, Forbes, this is, oh my God. In my opinion, this is a massive toss-up, and here's why. You're talking about a Raiders team that, you know, could definitely throw up points, but with no defense to, you know, to just put down a guy that you would think it has the name of Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. But you know, based on what we've seen, it's like eh, Russell Wilson is missing. Is, is he gonna is he gonna put up more than sixteen? Because I know the Ravens Raiders, sorry, could definitely put up sixteen. Yeah. But you know what, Forbes? Dare I say, after everything I've said thus far about the Denver Broncos, I'm gonna say Denver Broncos, hoping that you say Raiders and there's a bit of controversy. But I think this is the, this is the day they make you know a decent statement on offense. Get those receivers the ball, you know, establish the run with Javante Williams, who is definitely a quality back from what I've seen. Like, he's shifty. This guy can play. If you got, if you give this guy open space, forget it. He's going to juke you out. But I'm going Broncos. Let's yeah, ride. I, uh, I actually am going to disagree with you on this one. You know, I definitely had the Raiders coming out on the bottom of this division, and it was nice to see them go 0-3 and potentially prove me right. But um, I do see Derek Carr and Devontae Adams getting there first win uh, as a duo together uh, over a struggling Broncos offense. Um, yeah, the Raiders are going to put up points no matter what, um, even on that talented Broncos defense, and it's up to the Broncos, or more rather, it's up to Russell Wilson to, you know, actually kind of get it together and play like he's paid to be. Um, Sunday night got, uh, yeah, don't know where it's going to be just yet um, because of the hurricane in Florida, but Chiefs, Bucks. Uh, you know, this is going to be a real exciting game. Um, 
you know, I I'm gonna go with the Bucks in this one. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, rarely happens that both Brady and Mahomes are both coming off of a loss, but um, I'm looking at a stat I saw earlier that um, for the first three games, Brady has been um, held to no more than one offensive touchdown uh, per game, which is tied for the longest streak in his career, and I think that ends on Sunday night. Uh, the Bucks are going to put up a lot of points on a struggling Chiefs secondary um, and that Bucks defense is really going to get after Mahomes and um, make him really wish that uh, that he had uh, Tyree Kill back. What do you think? I'm just going to emphasize that message, to be honest. You said it. Nothing else needs to be said. I think that if there's any pick that I'm confident about, it's that this Bucks team is going to come out on top, put the Chiefs 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, that's making that uh, AFC West division even more uh, exciting. Uh, bringing us to the Monday night game, you know, Rams 49ers, uh, a rematch of the NFC championship from last year. Um, you know, this is obviously the Rams have been slightly disappointing, um, but have rocked back from that, uh, you know, week one loss 49ers kind of like a, a bit in limbo going from, um, Trey Lance to Jimmy and, and trying to figure things out. But, um, you know, I'm going with the defending Super Bowl champ Rams um, I think the Niners, while they have that defense offensively, Elijah Mitchell's out. Um, you know, Debo can't do everything. Um, even with Kittle coming back, you know, I think he's going to be probably on a snap count and stuff. So going with the Rams, still that, you know, that favorite almost in, in the NFC. You know what? I'm going to go with the 49ers, and here's why. Their defense showed us what they could do, mm-hmm. to say the very least. What should have been or what should be, rather, a quality Denver Broncos offense, they shut down. Didn't give them many opportunities. Brought their punter out there for an absolute field day. (laughs) Um, That being said, I mean, reasonable amount of punts going into the five, so shout out to him. Yeah, that was was definitely a punting matchup for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, That being said, I think that they didn't get Debo the ball as much as they should have, or at least tried to, and I think that changes... Um, Kittle's obviously back. Um, I think this team, they have Brandon Ayuk. Um, he's a nifty little receiver himself. I think that this offense, um, does the job. I think it's a low scoring game, to be honest. And the 49ers sneak by the Rams, um, showing that Stafford, you know, has his limitations to say the least. I mean, if they don't get Allen Robinson going, it's going to be a long season, in my opinion. Um, I think that they could definitely underperform. Yeah, I think uh, that'll be a, a fun Monday night game, hopefully uh, more exciting than uh, the aforementioned Giants-Cowboys uh, game from last Monday. But that's all we got for you on the 16th episode of Football Fanatics, and uh, enjoy the week's games.